<laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what. But no, it's serious. Like I, I think a lot of people are starting to give me the side eye. Like, why, why are you never getting banned from YouTube? Yeah, you and gotta I think be a CIA op. I don't. I don't censor myself really, but I don't talk about the vaccine too much. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't believe any of the nonsense. And if anyone who anyone, let's just start off with a bang. Anyone who thinks that uh, that that Joe Biden booster shot was real. I'm sorry, you're an idiot. <laughs> Did you see the zoomed out picture of the stage? Yeah, that was too funny. He's <laughs> got the stupid stage with the fake windows. And uh, and obviously, uh, you know, I don't know what was in that shot. Probably nothing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, rolls up his stupid arm. And, right. you know, it was probably you wasn't know, even him. It was probably a hologram. It was probably a hologram. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there was a real holographic vaccine. Oh man, I love that show. Doing that, covering that technology—that was so cool. <laughs> I think we even had uh, Tupac on showing the original hologram from the original uh, Tupac. Yeah, the original Tupac. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how bad Biden is screwing all this up. You know, let me ask you a question, Matt. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not really changing the subject, but I'm sort of. When I was on vacation, I heard some things about him you know soiling his pants regularly is that real i yeah i well i haven't heard about it recently but i've heard about it in march or april that he was having <laughs> to wear diapers because uh, dude you lose control of your muscles it's just uh it's that. just elder abuse at this point i mean how how oh, sure. how is this okay and the, the, well, the funny part about this is it the, that's not funny because you know you 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 age you know things happen that's just life but the funny part is that all this was all known beforehand and everyone right. still voted for him well yeah. not everyone but some people a small majority small minority <laughs> small minority, minority voted i mean yeah. but think about it e- even if like let's just say you know fifty thousand people voted for him which i think is probably pretty likely you know <laughs> i mean that's a lot of people to know that this guy is you know on death's door and you're still voting for him right yeah it's almost like it didn't happen but, uh, 80s really trying to get us kicked off. If we get one more flag, Reform Jellico will be no mas on the YouTube. <laughs> but we will be on Twitter, and I'll post it on Gab. So if you're not on Twitter, I'm not on Twitter. I had to. Re- it took me ten minutes to rem- remember the password we had for Reform Jellico. So that was fun <laughs> to connect it. Well, I don't even know. What are you talking about? Ban? What are they banning? Uh, you can't talk about things and other things. <laughs> And some more things. Basically anything. Yeah. 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 But, you you know, you talk on your show without code. No problems. I I even made a stupid title for our show. Something I used the word the letter V and the letter J and they still banned it. Still banned it. (laughs) Well, this is the thing about this. Like, so I know a little bit about. So essentially they're saying, look, if you if you talk about these things that are proven safe you know, then you get ban- you get uh, you get your your show kicked off, whatever. They take off the show. They're not allowing it. But the yeah. thing is, like, like this is so insane because n- nothing is like there, there's no objective safe. It's like it, everything's is a risk analysis. Right. So like driving is safe, sort of. De- I mean, depending on the right. situation, depending on you, depending on what else Others. is going on. Yeah. Like, right. like, I- I- is it safe? Yeah, it's safe. But. You know, sometimes I don't want to drive. Like if it's raining too hard, I don't want to drive because it's not as safe as it used to be. And if I, I'll go if I have to go to the hospital, then all of a sudden it's worth the risk. But if I'm just going to the video game store 
to buy the latest, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog game, I probably will hold off because it's yeah. not worth the risk. How can they how can they propose to know what safe actually even means? What is that supposed to mean? I have no idea. Or effective. Only you can deter only you can determine if something is safe because everyone's like I went on I went on a roller coaster recently. Is it safe? Ooh. Yeah, it's safe. But like could something happen? Yeah. But is it worth the risk? Well, I thought it was. Some people don't think it was. How can I tell that person that it's, you know, worth the risk to them? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Flying yeah. in a plane, is it safe? Yeah, it's safe. Is it worth the risk to some people? Depends on what you're doing, I guess. Right. Yeah. Or leaving Afghanistan. Is it safe to hold on to the wheels a plane takes off? Well, for him, it was. It was a lot safer <laughs> than staying in Afghanistan. <laughs> he, he, he thought it was worth the risk. I mean, he I think was... that's kind of that, that's probably pretty silly, but I don't know what he knew. Well, hindsight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, like, I don't know what he knew because because it could have been certain death if he stayed. So he's like, well, I'll risk it. Right. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It could have been safer. It's No matter how dangerous and crazy it was, it could have been safer. Right. The odds of the odds are really bad that you're going to be able to hold on to this plane, but maybe it was better than the odds of staying. Yeah, it was definitely better than the hit list that our government gave the Taliban to go kill people. That's for sure. Slightly better. Slightly, Slightly better, better odds. Uh, Daniel, thank you for this $5. We probably won't get it. They'll freeze our assets or something, but <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> they'll, freeze, they'll freeze our YouTube assets. Dude, oh. it's so crazy, though. It's like like how how the audacity of people to think that they can just make the determination for everybody. Yeah. It's so crazy. Well, what's even funnier about it is because you can't talk about effectiveness of uh, roller coasters, but <laughs> they're pushing booster shots, which by definition means it's they're not effective. Not effective. <laughs> so, like, do we push them or do we not? I mean, can we I, say they're effective or they're not? It's crazy. Well, the thing is, though, that, but and and this is how YouTube always is that they always leave themselves a back door. So it's like, you know, it's not all people that are talking about this it's just mm-hmm. non-approved people it's the same you know it, it's so amazing because youtube operates the same way big eva does so in my video today i i i made a comment about uh ed stetzer that guy is a alleged asset let's put it that way if i had to bet all my money on and i had to choose one or the other he's an asset or not i would choose asset right. now um i wouldn't make the bet but if i had to that's what i would bet. <laughs> anyway so he started saying that uh, all the people that are talking about critical race theory, they're just using it as a specter, scare tactic, fear mongering, stuff like that. But in the next sentence, he says, I've commented often about the problems with critical race theory. So it's like, so which is it? Is it, if you talk about that, are, is it, is it fear mongering or is it a lot? Well, he's allowed to talk about it because he's a special class. And it's the same thing with YouTube. YouTube will ban. YouTube has banned so many videos talking about how the virus came from China. In right. fact, this video might get banned for talking about how the virus might have came. Actually, no, it won't, because once certain people started talking about it, then it was OK. And now everybody can talk about it, even though those videos are still off YouTube from before. So, so if you're anointed, you can talk about it. You can talk about whatever you want. If you're not anointed, you can't. That's right. how it works. And it just proves that it's not about the issue. It's about what the issue is going to get them or to achieve, right? Because if it was about yes. the issue, then if you were saying the truth, then it wouldn't matter who was right. saying it. Right. But it's not an official person because you need that official person that you can rely on that has the same objective of you to use that knowledge or communication to achieve a goal. I want to know how any thinking person could think that this is a good idea. What we'll do is we'll have an established uh, truth 
only certain truth tellers are allowed to tell that truth. And if non-truth tellers tell that truth, it's not the truth anymore. But then it becomes the truth when the real truth tellers tell that same truth. Then it becomes the truth. Like this is this is the the worst idea I've ever heard in my entire life. I can't imagine how anyone thinks it's a good idea. And yet I think there's a lot of people that when I say a lot, I mean, relatively speaking, you know, a lot of people voted for Biden sort of think it's a good (laughs) idea. Right. Yeah. More people than voted for Joe Biden. What's funny about that, though, and there's there's, more. There's such a contradictory of uh, thought processes and conclusions by the left in the world, which is what we expect. Right. Because rejection of God is foolishness. But like I remember having arguments with these same people about there is no real truth. Right. Yeah. relative everything's relative hey man christianity's your truth but my truth is lgbtqyxz yeah so just leave it don't tell me what to do i won't tell you what to do these same people are now saying hey only these people have the truth right and you can't contradict it or speak about it because you are not you know the authority or whatever you got you got to you got to serve someone right and so we serve christ he he's 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 the truth we so we get that and when you don't serve Christ, you got to serve someone. And so these people are literally serving um, the state, media, the celebrities. I don't know who it is. It depends on the person, but they're slaves. At that right. point, you're a slave now. You see, because here's the thing. I don't lean on my own. Or I, whatever God says, even if I don't understand how it could be, I believe it. You know what I mean? Do I understand yeah. how it could be that a donkey talked? No. Do I understand how it could be that there were dragons? No. Or giants? No. I don't understand. But I believe it because that's what mm-hmm. God said. So I understand what that's like. It's like, all right, I recognize fully that I'm I'm a servant of Christ. I'm a slave of Christ. These people are slaves of, I don't know, who's that loser who does that show, Tonight Show, whatever, with the vaccine, you know, uh, oh, dancer. Uh, yeah, the They're Catholic sla- guy, Colbert, Stephen yeah. Colbert. Yeah. They're slaves of Colbert. And, and it's so pathetic. Like, Did you see his show? I didn't. I don't watch that show, but I did the see clip? the little the little dance sketch. Yeah, yeah. with the gay oh, guys. Holy God, yeah. that's awful. I, I mean, well, I don't even know what that was supposed to be. Like, I couldn't even believe how stupid that was. I thought they were mocking themselves. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they were, and I just don't get it. But right. it was bad. So, so the point is though that like all these people are slaves to the most idiotic, stupid, capricious, homosexual god that you could imagine. Right. And so. Yeah. That's what's going on. And, and the sad part is that that many Christians are are committing spiritual adultery against their Lord, who they claim to love. And instead, they're serving these same people, Colbert, Fauci, Biden, all these idiots. Right. Yeah. And it's sad because this is such a great opportunity. The harvest is plentiful for oh, yeah. sure. Right. And if we had Christians that were actually standing on the firm foundation that were faithful to the one and true living God instead of pouring themselves out to idols, then we would have such a loud witness and contrast to this world who's dying for it, who's screaming out for it. But because we're no different than them, we have the world angry and they are angry. They don't like what's going on, but they don't know where to turn. They don't know what the solution is. And they're continuing to be enslaved because the church hasn't been functioning properly. We haven't been the pure bride that Christ has called us to be. Trying to serve two masters. You're trying right. to, to serve two masters. That's what it is. It's like 
you know, like you said, like, like, you know, we should be faithful as a, as a church to the bridegroom. Right. But instead we're not doing that. It's like, it'd be like if you're, if, if, if someone's wife was, was, you know, cheating on the husband and essentially they're serving another husband and they're work, you know, right. you know, cooking him dinner or whatever, it is, whatever it is, doing all kinds of stuff for the other husband. It's like, that doesn't work. You can't do it. It doesn't work. You hate one, you love the other, yeah. you know? So this is, this is what Christians are trying to do. I mean, with, with the whole church closing thing, this is, a, this is, this is such a good example. I mean, th- think about the witness that, the church in Canada would would be making right now if everyone was just like forget you Trudeau Trudeau we will yeah. honor you where you're deserved honor but you're not deserved honor here we're going to serve God on Sunday if every church did it there's not that many churches in Canada but if every church did it that would not only be a witness to the people of Canada but I think it would affect Trudeau I think it would put fear in the heart of Trudeau think about Nebuchadnezzar for a second King Nebuchadnezzar uh, tried to get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to bow down to the statue, right? And they didn't do it. Right. And they were like, look, king live forever, but we're going we're gonna to serve our God. We can't do it. Put us in the fire if you have to. He'll save us. And if he doesn't, we're still not going to do it. So he put him in the fire and you know, God saved them. You don't think that had an impact on Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah. I think Nebuchadnezzar, after God turned him into a beast and then brought him back, I think that was part of Nebuchadnezzar's realization that Oh wow, there really is a God out there. He remembered those yeah. men. They right. weren't fearful of him. And all of a sudden there was fear in his heart. And then mm-hmm. God touches him. And he's like, oh man, like this is a problem. I, I I think I think we don't even it's a situation where we don't believe in the power of God anymore for just simple obedience. Not. It's not like they didn't do anything crazy. They weren't conjuring up any spells. They weren't calling down curses on Nebuchadnezzar. All they did was say, No, Nebuchadnezzar, I don't give you that honor. Right. Yeah, I know. And we don't believe in it because we're not living lives of faith. And the consequence of that is idolatry. But yeah, man, yeah I think you're stuff. right. Trudeau, it's the opportunity cost of going after a whole a nation or a whole all the Christians in a nation versus three or four yeah. pastors. That's a whole different calculus that you use as a leader, even if you're a Absolutely. wicked ruler. Absolutely. Right? Because even a wicked ruler is in the business of self-preservation. Absolutely. And you're not going to go after that, that many Christians. He's going to think I mean, twice. Like, he, might, he might, but he'd have to think about it before he it did it. It would be costly for sure. Very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. I know. And speaking of, Arthur Polfovich is one of the three guys. He's the one, the Polish pastor who lived under communism and was shouting down the police that were coming into his church, get out, oh, get yeah. out, you Nazis. Oh, that guy, he got yeah. arrested again. So he got... He, he was flying in on a private plane, and they arrested him right on the spot. So I saw cool. a great clip from D- uh, James White, and I posted it on Gab earlier. And basically, he said, look, every Christian should really start thinking long and hard about what would happen to your own faith if you didn't know any other Christians. Like 90% of people apostatized, right? Yeah. And um, what's that? It sounded like Atari. <laughs> what was that? Is something playing here? Hold on. Was Hold that on. you? Oh. Yeah. Playing video games oh. now. You used no. to be on Twitter. Now you're playing Atari no. or something. Okay, so what happened was my Bluetooth speaker went out of batteries, and then all of a sudden it started playing in my ear a YouTube video commercial. So that's what that was. Anyway, so anyway, what I was saying was, what would happen to your faith if you know 90% of the Christians you know now apostatized? They just said, I'm not doing it anymore. Right. And we'd be foolish to think that wouldn't impact us, right? 
And so think about how these four pastors in Canada, or however many it is, how they feel right now. It, it like it must feel like they've all committed apostasy. It's like we're all here, we're standing on this wall, and it's like there's just four of us, right. and they're still doing it anyway. And then yeah. Gospel Coalition takes pot shots at them from their comfortable chairs, you know, with their fancy pants and you know their their you know hey maybe homosexuality is not God's best for you kind of takes, <laughs> and, and, and it's like. I heard what's his face coach is like, they sound more like Judas and that's exactly yeah. right. Judas right. was a virtue signal just like they are. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, at least Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego didn't have his Jews shouting at them, backstabbing them while they were standing there. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe they did and the sword didn't tell it, but, but yeah, they, they, right. it didn't seem like they did. So it's, it's, it's so crazy. So, so that's a good, I think when I saw that clip, I shared it on Gab because I think to myself, like, you know, I don't know how that would affect me if like 90% of the people I knew just stopped following Christ. Yeah. That'd be tough. That would be tough. And honestly, I don't think that it's that far out of the possibility to think like if persecution happened, 90% of the people at your church yeah. like denied Christ. Yeah. I don't think that's that far fetched, honestly, with what we've seen. I mean, some churches are different than others, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like if you think of a bigger church, three, 400 people, typical evangelical church that I've grown up in. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised at all. So, it's I mean, that's stuff, just a, a great warning for us to remember that our faith is in Christ and not in Christians. I mean, functionally, a lot of these guys have abandoned the faith anyway. So like, Correct. like there's a lot of guys that know what to say. So you still think they're Christians, but they're like, yeah, you know, like, you know, you know, government said we can't meet. So, you know, the world's watching. Like I keep thinking of J.D. Greer talking about how the world's watching. You know, he keeps saying that about all this stuff, racism, the sex abuse stuff. The world's watching. It's like, right. how could you say that as a Christian? Like, who cares? <laughs> what matters is that God is watching. Exactly right? Like, right. How could you say that and be a servant of Christ? Well, what bugs me about it is not it that. It makes no sense. It, it doesn't bug me that he that it's him saying the world's watching. Obviously, the world's watching. The Bible told us the world's watching. But right. that's not what he means. That's not he what he means. means right. <laughs> that you are offending the world and you good. better submit to what they want you to do. We need to keep up appearances. That's what correct. He means. Correct. Yes. You need to appease the world. And he's disguising it as, oh, I better be a good Christian witness by bowing down to the false idols that God never commands us to. That's the annoying part. Obviously, the world's watching. But when you conflate and twist like a snake, yeah, we, we got the meaning the, uh, of your we, words. It's disgusting. We got the you got to be got to be a countercultural Christian, you know, to do everything the culture is doing. That's how you become a <laughs> countercultural Christian. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Listen to same actually, music. it's actually it's actually true. It's like you're you're countercultural to Christian culture. That, but that's not really what you should be aiming for. I don't think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, but uh, it's crazy stuff and. Uh, you know, hey, if the show gets uh, banned, it gets banned. Man, yeah, yeah, I don't work? care. We'll figure I like it the out. I like the show, but we can still do the show. That's the thing. Yeah, well, you can absolutely do the show. I just need to figure out where else we're going to stream. Uh, Adele said they drove 14 hours to take their family to James Coates' church on Sunday. It was wonderful to be in a real church, even if it was just for one Sunday. That is awesome. I think uh, Canadian Christians should do more of that. Yeah, I mean, Actually, the... I think Canadian Christians should get out of Canada. They should come down to America if they can. Man, that's a lot more sane stuff, here. Man. Yeah, it's insane here, but it's a lot more sane. <laughs> Everything's more relative. Sane. Probably not as bad as Australia. 
but definitely it's pretty bad. But oh, you know what's funny about Australia? I saw today an, an Australian shared it. Actually, I think it was a, a Tim Bergen cat, one of the brothers. I forgot which. Bergen cat? Well, however you say their last name. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. They're Australian Canadians. Who doesn't matter. Uh, a judge overruled the vaccine mandates in Australia. Which, wow. That's interesting to me because... Do you really think these tyrants are going to listen to a judge and stop doing this plan? Like they're setting so. up concentration camps. They're going to yeah. okay, pack it up, guys. A judge said no. I don't think so, but I mean, good for that judge. You know, that's the, I know these judges are under a lot of pressure, so it's good for him. Good for that judge. It was a girl. Yeah. It was a lady, by the way. For and that's the other thing that's bugging the heck out of me right now. Some of the fiercest fighters against tyranny right now are women. Not to their shame, it's, but to men's it's, shame. It's 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 complete judgment from God. This is how He tends yeah. to do it. Yeah, exactly I don't know why. Right. This is how He tends to do it. But wouldn't wouldn't it be? I mean, it wouldn't be great, but it would be great to see, um, the the wool pulled off of our eyes of obeying tyrants, even in black robes. If we see these Australians just disregard it. Yeah, the the tyranny just disregard it. Who cares what the judge says? We're going to continue on, and then think about how we've submitted to judges for baby sacrifice, for all of these different things that are abominations to God, and we've kind of just wiped our hands of it. Well, the Supreme Court said, or well, some judge said that it's not legal or not, so we got to allow it, and we've just walked away from the issue. So to see the tyrants do it is going to be such condemnation on us for not doing it ourselves. Well, I mean, they 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 believe they believe their false religion. They right. believe it. At yes. least they act like they do. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Which is so sad. Uh, did you hear about? I want to talk about the thing that kicks us off some more because I really want to drive this home because I really don't think Christ. I think it is sinful for Christians to take the thing that we can't <laughs> mention. The vaccine. Yeah, I think if you say it, though, it's okay. It's if I yeah. say it, the white guy, the kid. Yeah. You say it all the time I, on your show. Of course, all the time. All the time on your show. <laughs> a whistleblower came out from the Medicaid, Medicare uh, government agency, says that they, he has government data and that supports that 48,000 people have died within 14 days of taking the first or second um, shot. That only 48,000? 48,000. In addition to what's reported in VARES. VARES. So, okay. So, the, the, this thing has been out since what? It's been like for like a year, maybe a little less. A little less, yeah. A little less than a year. 48,000. How many people died allegedly of coronavirus in the first year? <laughs> I think it was 500,000. Okay. But that, you got to remember. Everyone and their mom was getting labeled a, a V death. A C, alleged, alleged, alleged death. right? A car. Remember the reports like car accident <laughs> deaths were being counted as COVID deaths because Dude. they were getting paid by, the, so by the government. Yeah, this is so crazy. So it was like five hundred thousand to fifty thousand. That's not a good ratio for something that's no. supposed to cure you. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. No, no, it isn't. No, it is not. I think there is overwhelming evidence that this is actually harmful and detrimental to you. And as Christians, we need to be wise enough. Well, the thing is, too, you got to remember, it's like 
the people that are opposed, like that are putting these these kinds of informations out there. I mean, there's a lot of people that are no slouches. I mean, they're engineers, they're scientists, they're doctors, they're you know. So it's like it's it, everyone acts as if it's like doctors versus a bunch of you know moonshiners. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, moonshiners actually know quite a bit about engineering, but like you know what I mean, like just idiots. Yes. <laughs> so, but it's not like that. It's like doctors versus doctors, and yet it's 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 like. A, it's just unbelievable that we can't have this discussion. Right. I mean, even the FDA, speaking of this contrast, just overwhelmingly voted no on approving booster shots. Right. Yeah. That, so that video was, that was like a 10 hour video. Something. Yeah. That, that's right. There was like a 10 hour video of like various doctors, you know, giving testimony. And some of the claims were just outrageous of what's going on with these, these vaccines and boosters or whatever. It's crazy right. stuff. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, the one last one I saw, where was it? Oh, I got to pull up Telegram. Oh, this is great. So this is from the Times. Um, I don't. It doesn't look like the New York Times, but it says the Times on the top. Health experts have been baffled by a big rise in a common and potentially fatal type of heart attack in Scotland. Oh, it's the Times of Scotland. That's why. During the summer, there was a 25% rise in the number of people rushed into the hospital with partially blocked arteries cutting blood supply to the heart, which was exactly what some of these medical experts that invented the technology and the ones who are experts in, uh, excuse me, the virology, were saying that the shot is creating blood clots. 25% increase in a hospital from it. And that's just within the first year. It's supposed to take a couple years before you start seeing these effects. Austin, you know, Austin says, uh, love your neighbor, get the shot. You'll probably die, but at least you'll die loving your neighbor. <laughs> I know he's, I know he's joking, but I've actually right. heard arguments like that yeah. where, where they were, where, where these idiots will be like, well, you know, God said you should lay down your life for your friend. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, I, I get that, but that's right. not, he wasn't talking about this. And furthermore, you know, the, the reality is that, that for so many of these people, they don't want to get it, and you know, and 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 they're getting all this peer pressure to get mm. it, and they don't want to get it. And so, how is it loving your neighbor to add to the peer pressure that they're getting? They don't want to get it, but you're but you're helping manipulate people in order to get it. If you get it as well, and you and you say it's about loving your neighbor, it's like how is that loving your neighbor? <laughs> right yeah. to like trick someone into getting it. And guilt them and manipulate them into it. To guilt them into getting it and pretending it's a sin if they don't get it. And, you know, like, that's like the ultimate, like, spiritual manipulation. That Like, it's just, it's just, and the fact that pastors are doing it, it's so gross. And the fact that these pastors that are doing it claim to have this, some kind of a high ground and they're the winsome <laughs> ones. Yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable. It is. Guys are pretty insufferable. And But yeah, Dave, a... Dave, go ahead. Sorry, Sorry go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. No, Dave Owen here has a has a great comment. And I think that, you know, in, in Wyman, uh, you've been saying this kind of as well. Christians need to stop assuming people mean well when they hate you. So like, right. like, like, like people like the Bible says that unbelievers hate Christ and uh, they hate his image and they it's just evil continually. But we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they're they're nice, though. And like right. they, they meet, they have good intentions. What's the deal with his intentions? Good intentions. What's the difference? If they have good intentions as they're stabbing you, what does it matter? They're stabbing you. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just drowning you because they really think you're a witch, but they really meant the best. They really meant the best, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> unreal. It is unreal, and it's creating a a dangerous pattern and a thought process in Christians, where this is this is going to be used again for another issue, where we're going to be guilting and shaming you into acting the way that we think you should act. It's not going to stop here. It's not going to stop here at all. Of course not. Of course not. And, uh, these these bastards really need to repent quickly because I just keep thinking about that verse of where you are going to be held so much more accountable for being a teacher and doing these things. Like you are not going to escape judgment for this. No, no, absolutely not. A- absolutely not. And look, we're all we're all gonna we're all gonna give an account. I've been talking to a uh, a big Eva guy on the sidelines on email when I was on vacation a few times. And he mentioned that we're all going to give an account as if I'd never thought about that before. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I know. But but that's not like a get out of jail free card here and now. Like you also mm-hmm. have to explain yourself now. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like you actually have to do the right thing now, you know? Yeah. And so it, it's like we're all going to give an account. And and to be honest, like, you know, when it when the decision is like go to church or not go to church. And it's like, well, the government told me not to. Like, I don't think that's going to go well for you. That's this is an easy. These questions are like they're not the hard ones, right? It's not like right. we're asking about baptism or something. That's a hard one. <laughs> ah, gosh, I don't even want to go there. Anyway, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like this, they act like this is like the tough doctrine. No, this is not the right. tough doctrine. Meet for the Lord's day, worship God, sing songs to the Lord. You know, have take communion. You know, greet each other with a holy kiss, you know, have fellowship, you know, lay hands on the sick. These are easy ones. Right. Yeah. Look at what Austin said here. His doctor, his doctor told him when he got COVID that he, to take baby aspirin for the blood clots. And Austin asked him, hey, are the blood clots from COVID or just from the vaccine? And the doctor acted as if he had never thought about it before. <laughs> he probably had it. Well, I don't know if, because we haven't done this show in a couple of weeks, but I had this long conversation with my wife where I think this has really put us in a position where we can't really trust the medical community anymore, where we're, it really is like we're on our own to find remedies and just communal antidotes to things. I trust my home community and the church with experience from like grandmas and mothers with what worked with yeah. them far more than doctors now, far more. It, it's insane, but I've had the same thoughts in my mind. It's like, yeah. like, like I know for a fact that the, the people that are telling me that it's totally safe and that I should do it, that everybody's doing it and we don't want you to miss out on it because it's so great. I know that they don't know what they're talking. They're just telling me what they've been told to tell me. They don't know what they're yeah. saying. You That's can't possibly problem. know it's safe. You don't know anything. So now, now that we know this, Matt, that is yeah. the problem because yes. how many other times were they doing that to me? for a while it's been a while it just didn't happen right it didn't just yeah. start now yeah so how could you ever trust them again i can't because i know that command style economies don't work if it doesn't work in economics i'm sure it does not work in medicine yes you can like read studies and you can learn things from people but when a yeah. an association or a medical journal dictates yep. to doctors everywhere this is what you need to do right and stop thinking don't think outside the box if you don't do this you're going to get sued if you don't do this you're going right. to lose your license then th- 
that just is, falls apart. I've told you the story many times about the, about my diet and the doctor saying, Hey, here's yeah. what I have to tell you. But like, you know, wink, wink, keep doing what you're doing. Like, like that. Th- how many times are they doing that? They're doing that all the time. That's the point. They're doing it with everything. Mm-hmm. They, read that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Weimar says, I do medical malpractice. We haven't been able to trust MDs for a long time. I believe it. And it's just, again, the red pill coming out. You just, yeah. every institution crumbling down. I wonder I wonder if it's getting worse or if it's always been just this bad and just we never really knew about it. That's what I wonder. But it, honestly, it doesn't matter because going forward, now we know it's gotten to this far. It's not like they're going to rein it in. No. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no incentive to. There's no incentive whatsoever. It's like telling, uh, what was that guy's name who did the biggest Ponzi scheme? Um, Mad- Madow Mar. Oh, what was his oh, name? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, dude. Uh, how could I forget this? Okay, we know who we're Madoff. talking about. Madoff. 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 Bernie Madoff. It, you can remember it because he made off with the money. It's all there, in the script. There we go. You could remember it, except I never can. Uh, <laughs> but it's like saying to Bernie Madoff, "Hey, stop what you're doing." Why would he stop what he's doing? If he stops what he's doing, he's going to get caught and go to jail. And he, there's no incentive to stop. Right. So he's never going to. And that's right. the same thing we're seeing in these wicked pagan institutions. And that's what they've become. Wicked pagan institutions. There's no incentive to fear God because they don't fear God. So why are we expecting them ever to act in an integrity and truthful way? It's, it was foolishness on our part. It, it, it was. It was. And now, you know, we, we can see it now. And so now the best thing, we the, the only thing we can do is... To, we can't change what we did in the past, you know, like right. my kids got all the vaccines that we were told in the past. I can't change that. Right. right? But I can I can go forward. That's it. You exactly know, that's what right. you got to do. And I hear tons of people doing that, which is really encouraging. I honestly there has been so many encouraging things that I've seen from people taking ownership of their kids again with them in the medical field and then in the education field. Like there is a lot of people. Waking up, I just wish the church again, going back to our previous discussion, had a louder microphone and some uh, firmer foundations to stand on because the gospel could bring revival so much quicker if we weren't busy trying to clean out the own idols in our own life and being distracted with it. But yeah, I, Alan. it's amazing. Like, for example, I, I can't say it because it's a, you know, a good family Christian show. But have you been seeing all the the college football stadiums and the professional baseball stadiums chanting F. Joe Biden? No. That has been a phenomenon. It started in parties and different college events. And then when college football season kicked off, the stadiums. Nice. Like, anywhere across the country. I've seen probably 100 videos of it. The whole stadium is chanting F. Joe Biden. But, like, think about how long they've spent indoctrinating those schools. Those schools have been a weapon against us. And in a moment, they flipped where the church should be able to sweep in, but we're just not equipped to do it. Yeah, well, I I think that—let me tell you something, Matt. I'm a very positive person in general, and I think that there will be a harvest. And I think that uh, those of us that are prepared to reap it and that are willing to sort of take some of these lumps in the meantime— um, we're going to be used by God in, in a big way for a lot of these people. I think um, the, the strategy from some of these church growth people of like trying to make friends of the world, that's going to backfire so bad. It's going to be so ridiculous. Everyone can see through the nonsense now. And so um, nobody's going to buy it. 
Right. It has but backfired, I w- right? I wanted to just point out, Alan, he made a great point. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. And he quotes from uh, from Mark chapter 5, the woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. I mean, these, pe- these people have been claiming that they're going to help you from the beginning. Right. And they didn't know what the heck they were talking about, but they, but they were convincing. Yep. And it's like, so like, you know, a lot of our eyes are opening maybe for the first time, maybe, you know, maybe progressively over the last few years, whatever, but it's not new. You know what I mean? It's nothing new under the sun. He mm-hmm. nailed it on that one. That's, that's right. so good. And so let's not, let's not go forward acting bewildered, like as if like what's happening. I, I don't know what to do. Like we do know what to do. You know, we, yeah. we got a, we, we, we got a book and in the book there's truth there. And we've got a Lord who loves us and who will, who will take care of us. And our job is to be, um, to be slaves of Christ, right? We to serve him, to do what he says to do, to, to, to act how he says to act. And, um, a lot of these commands, guys, like, I'm, again, I was joking about the baptism thing, but like a lot of these commands that are needed to be faithfulness is needed now are so simple. It's, um, right. it's embarrassingly simple. Like who would have thought that, that, that we'd be having a debate on whether or not to cancel a church because the government told me to. Like, that's so simple. It's easy. Everyone's saying, oh, it's nuanced, so oh, it's complicated. You know, there's competing things in the cultural capital and all this stuff. Like, that's, that's noise. That's nonsense. These yeah. same people were writing books a year ago about how necessary the gathering was. They know. It's easy. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I've been kind of chewing on this little theory in the last couple of months with about the Christian life in general and just how God made the world is if you make small deposits and investments in the things that God wants you to, like he's created the systems and your body and the environment and your community to be a blessing but for so long, we just not thought that way. And we get really fat, we overeat, we pound tons of sugar. And then we wonder why we have diabetes and we have to go to a doctor to give us a shot that was created by the pharmaceutical companies. When in you could have done is actually taken those small steps of eating healthy, cut down on your sugar and these different things and never had to have the diabetes and your body would have functioned the way God created it to function in the first place. Now, obviously there's exceptions to the rule. Sin happens, the world's fallen, but just as a general rule, these are the th- just little contributions into what God has called you to do. The being faithful in the little things will pay off in the long term. You won't have so much disease. If you don't go into debt as a kid and you invest while you're young, you're going to have an inheritance to leave to your kids. It's just making the small steps every day are going to lead to big benefits. And we've just thrown that all out because, oh, I have a doctor that's going to take care of me. Oh, I have a government who's going to pay or do my social security. We can't think that way anymore. I got nothing for you. I mean, that's good stuff, man. I got good stuff. Or you got good stuff, I should say. Man, you know, it's good seeing people here. Our last show, we didn't have anyone because we didn't have YouTube. And it was only on Periscope, ah. which no one's on. Remember that? James, was- James Suits is here. I'm, I'm ignoring oh, really? what you're saying about Periscope because I don't even know what that is. Well, but I James- would too. <laughs> James Suits is the guy I met at the Fight Laugh East conference. And uh, we, hang- we hung out for a little bit in Florida, in Lakeland. Oh, very yeah. cool. 
Thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for showing up, man. And thanks for the recommendation on the church. That was a great church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was such a great church that AD forgot to call me. That's how great of a church it was. Do you know <laughs> that I also live in Florida, Mr. Suits? And I did, did you also know that we had plans to hang out that I wasn't going to bring up? You know, I totally forgot about that. So. Let me, let me, let me, Tim, in my defense, Matt, in my defense, it was a whirlwind of a vacation because I had to travel with my kids without my wife because we <laughs> thought she had COVID. Right. Because we thought Austin was hanging out with us at the Fight Laugh Feast conference, gave her COVID uh-huh. by coughing. You know, he was just going like this. He wasn't even covering his mouth. <coughs> just like that. <laughs> that's not that's not true. But anyway, <laughs> but so we had a little bit of scare. So it was like a whirlwind insanity, and I just totally forgot about everything. Mm-hmm. I just was, yeah. it was, I was traumatized. As soon as you told me that you flew with your kids by yourself, I gave you all the grace in the world, man. <laughs> all the grace in the world. I would die. <laughs> with just two kids, tea over with the masks and all. Oh, like, oh. But uh, uh, look, everyone wants us to talk about Jared Longshore. Oh, I'm not talking about Jared Longshore. I will say this in a general, though, because I'm Jared Longshore. Like, I don't know if everyone knows. I go to Cape Coral. I'm went. To, I go to Grace Baptist Church. We were on boards together, several boards together and things like that. So I just I don't want to talk about it from a personal perspective. But I will say this from a general perspective that to and this is something we actually talked about at the first Fight Laugh Feast Network. It was you, me, Jared, David. I remember that conversation. Do you remember that conversation? (laughs) I definitely do. Yeah. Yes. The need to raise a flag of unity between Presbyterians and Baptists where we can unite shoulder to shoulder and fight in ministry and for the kingdom and rally and unite under certain core principles that we can all agree on that are fundamental and kind of put aside the Presbyterian and Baptist thing and really work together for the kingdom. And I think just like that good old saying of planting a tree, the best time to plant a tree is 30 years ago (laughs) and uh, the second best time is today. The best time to raise that flag was 30 years ago, but it's also the best time to do it today. And yeah. I hope that what comes of this is the realization for the need that we need unity among brothers that take the word of God seriously, yes. want to apply it to life, have a kingdom focus, and yeah. are looking to be joyful and battling together. Yeah. So that well, these th- things don't happen. Well, I'll tell you what, like, I, you know, I think, I think that there's a lot of really good working together, especially at that Fight Laugh Feast conference. I mean, I, w- I would argue it's mostly Baptists that go to that conference, even though the speakers yeah. are mostly Presbyterian. Um, right. And I, you know, people have been asking if I if I convinced him to be Presbyterian, and I didn't, but I did have a conversation with him about that. At, right during that same conversation, we kind of had a sidebar, and we talked about it like two brothers. And I don't think that he probably doesn't even remember the conversation. I don't think like mm-hmm. I like won any points with him. But it's like the point is like we can talk about some of these differences, but but. But at the end of the day, when we don't agree, which we didn't at the time, or maybe we didn't, he just didn't say anything, but um, <laughs> we didn't at the time, but, but, but there's a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's lot, I'm not saying it's unimportant. It is important. It's important enough to have a discussion about it and to you know, hash it out. And if you change teams and you got to change teams or whatever, but the point right. is we, there's a lot of other work to be done. That is very, very simple. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we, we can stay on the same page with that stuff. 
Yeah, and I was actually talking with a Presbyterian about this who knows me pretty well. And Hold on a second. That, Let me just sorry. everyone doesn't know what we're talking about. So before oh. you continue, Jared Longshore is a uh, pastor and he was with the Founders Ministry and he's still a Christian. He just changed to Pato Baptist. So he's no longer a right. Baptist. And so he left Founders Ministry, which is a Baptist ministry. Um, and that's it. That's all we're talking about. Yeah, that's it. Still a Christian, uh, just baptizing Christian, babies now. Faithful Christian. Yes, he's not in sin or anything like that. Right. Whatsoever. Um, man, I totally got sidetracked now. I want to say, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> no, I was saying this is one of the benefits I think coming from my squished background of evangelical, kind of non-denominational, but denominational, denominational is I, I'm able to kind of see it from the top perspective. We're so focused as evangelicals on knowing nothing but Christ crucified and kind of probably taking that to illogical conclusions. Um, but I, that's how I see this so much is guys like it's important to raise your kids faithfully and to disciple your children. If your conscience says that you baptize your kids and your, your conscience says you don't baptize them until they believe, if you're raising your kids and discipling them faithfully and we can work together and encourage each other and what that looks like and what it means, like that even becomes like a tertiary issue to me. It's a third order issue. Um, and so I don't know. It, it's just, it's a funny thing to me to look at uh, reformed people and maybe that's just my squishiness thinking of it. it's like so much about a confession and like, man, it doesn't really need to be. It's such a small part. I know it has significant theological points, but I wouldn't I would think that a reformed Baptist, especially that go to my church and the most part, besides the water issue, agree on how to raise your kids practically as much as Presbyterians do. What say you, Presbyterian? I, I agree, but you should baptize your kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty squish on that. Uh, but when I was going to uh, the CREC church for a year, that also I know um, Mr. Suits. He was he went there as well. Oh yeah, uh, he yeah. would drive there from Lincoln. That's the the family I was talking to you about that would drive from Lincoln to CREC church. Uh, yeah. But uh, the CREC pastor there, who's phenomenal, he he was talking to me about First Corinthians 10, and where Paul talks about all were baptized that went through the sea. And it's like kind of hard. It's like, yeah, okay, there, there it is. There's some uh, uh, baby baptism right there in the scriptures, and uh, just talking about that. So I'm in the middle. I'm squish. I don't really care, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh man, you got bigger but, fish yeah. to fry, is what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Just yeah. it's just one of the ordinances of God. But you know, you've got bigger fish to fry. Well, you know, in <laughs> I, I believe that there are, there are different ways that you can apply the ordinances. And I think both sides have a good argument. And if you're well, acting in yeah. faith, that's the important thing. So, so I, I'm pretty staunchly, a, you know, an infant. You know, I believe you should baptize your kids. But mm -hmm. um, when I had that conversation with Jared, you know, he's a smart guy. He's very pastoral, and yeah. you know, it, it makes you, it makes a man uncomfortable when someone that's so smart and has logical sounding things to say disagrees with you. It's discombobulating, but that's good. You know, like the thing mm -hmm. is, is, you know, we're on the same team. We get that we're fighting the same fights. And, um, I remember Jared said, you know, in his Jared way, you know, it's good to have <laughs> defined fences so we can be good neighbors or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he said too. that exact thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, but yeah, David I agree with that. on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He always like sways when he talks to you and he gets a swagger, <laughs> Southern swagger, but yeah. I love that guy. Oh, man. I'd still fight shoulder to shoulder with him all day long. Um, 
So it'll be good. Um, gosh, I didn't even want to talk about that, but here we are. You guys in the comments. We're done. Always they they were up. asking you got to give the people what they want sometimes you, you know you got to right sometimes Absolutely. and then sometimes you got to tell them what they want um, yeah, like more vaccine talk <laughs> oh man there was so much financial stuff I wanted to talk about because I think that's the next stage of the destruction of our country that's happening I saw the reverse repo market got to one point seven trillion dollars <laughs> the Federal Reserve is just so insane uh, you know I was talking about this in my video recently uh, yesterday too it's like. You know, the Federal Reserve people, like a lot of people think, well, how could they be so incompetent? They're not incompetent. They're just, yeah, they're trying to destroy the dollar, yeah, obviously. Right. They have to. How many trillions of dollars in debt do we have? We don't have enough tax money. We don't have enough GDP to ever pay that off. <laughs> the only way we survive the spending that we have done is if we destroy the dollar. That's the only way. Yeah. But yeah. the problem is... Every other nation has done it, too, and they're trying yeah. to destroy their currency. And so it's a race to destruction of our currencies. Well, and then and then they and then these people like I think what was her name? The the, the woman, the Treasury secretary. She's like yelling. Well, you know, it's like it's like uh, it's like, you know, we, we need to we need to have the more, more money so that we can pay off our credit cards. It's like. That's not what you're doing. Like, it's not about right. paying your credit. You're getting another credit card. Right. That's With what you're doing. Limit. <laughs> with a great with a bigger limit. That's not you're not you're just expanding your debt. Right. What are you talking about? And the thing is, like all these creditors that we have, like eventually, I mean, they already know they have to already know that they're never going to get paid back. Right. So it's like, so what's what is this weird standoff that we're in? It's just such a weird standoff. Everybody knows that they're and if they do get paid back, it's going to be worthless money. <laughs> Weren't they talking about like minting a one trillion dollar? Platinum yeah, coin. They were. So they... I think they scrubbed it. But yeah, they were. <laughs> What's wrong with these people? <laughs> remember we used to make fun of his kids like Zimbabwe. They had like the million dollar because of inflation. And we're considering a trillion dollar coin yeah, now. Well, Zim I mean, Zimbabwe did it. And look what happened to them. I mean, there's gangbusters over there in Zimbabwe. <laughs> Gosh, it's crazy, man. But it, it's, it's really crazy. So. Every, everyone knows that it's just, it's I mean, and, and also when they talk like this, where we need to expand the debt limit so that we can pay our credit card bills and stuff like they're admitting that it's a Ponzi scheme. So if you don't get, keep getting the money, then nobody gets paid. So in order to get everyone to get paid, you got to keep putting in the money. That's a Ponzi. scheme. That's literally a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, except it's worse than a Ponzi scheme because it's by force. <laughs> it's a good, a right, Ponzi it's, scheme. It's a bunch of fools that get fooled them, into yeah. it. <laughs> you trick them We're into getting it. held by gunpoint and threat of jail time if we don't participate in the Ponzi scheme. So you're better off participating in a Ponzi scheme because <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> at least you did it at free will. At least you did it out of free. You're not you're not threatening anybody. Yeah, <laughs> and you probably fraud. put in less. You probably put in less than you're paying to the government. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you might actually take and and if you're in early, you might actually might get some returns. No, that's true. You have hope if you're at the top that you're going to get something back. Yeah, I mean, if it's a Ponzi scheme, you might as well get in early. Yeah. Did you hear that the Fed had to, some people resigned because they were investing in the companies the Fed was? Yep. Oh gosh. Yeah, I, I heard about that, and 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 I also heard that that uh, even Powell was implicated in some of that shenanigans. Yeah, of course they all are. It's a and, good old boys club. Yeah, and I heard that he's and and I heard that he announced an investigation. So the good news is that they're going to investigate themselves to see if they did anything wrong. 
Oh, man. If I ever get convicted of a crime, I hope they let me investigate it. Investigate yourself. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, like, what is all this stuff about the Treasury and the Federal Reserve? There's, like, they're, they're like working together. I thought they were supposed to be at odds. I thought they were supposed to be independent. Because Are they? I thought they were supposed to be. That was the whole point of making it an independent bank. I'm not even sure what the Treasury does anymore. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> they investigate counterfeits. But the people that print the money is the Fed. The Treasury doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> what, is the, what does the Treasury do? That's a good point. Seriously, they mint coins that are worthless now, <laughs> that aren't even worth the silver that they're supposed to represent. The dollars are notes that the Fed is destroying. <laughs> like, what do they, they do? Make sure, they make sure that the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the pedophile rings have enough money to keep operating. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's the Fed, too. Allegedly. It's not that funny, but it's uh but yeah, it's probably the Fed too. No, it's so anyway. disastrous that you can only laugh because there's nothing. What else you can, can you do? do? What else yeah, can you do? Yeah, you can't and it's kind of a relieving at the some point. It's like really, God, you know, you gotta judge us. Here we at are. Least, Austin, at least in a Ponzi scheme, the victim doesn't end up in jail. <laughs> Still a good point. <laughs> Yes. yes. That's Bernie not how Madoff it ends in this bond. far more uh, noble than anything the Fed has ever done. Oh, I would, oh absolutely. I mean, the, that's kitty play compared to the Fed. Yeah, absolutely. So our money's a Ponzi scheme. What else have we determined? Uh, you know, our medical establishment is untrustworthy. Our education. And, uh, our military. <laughs> military is calling up what's China left? to warn them about what's yeah. going on. And then it was just announced today that the FBI had over 700 FISA abuses. Oh. Uh, which the FISA court is only supposed to be special circumstances where you need to spy on an American citizen, right? It's supposed to be like one in a million chances that you need to do this because you have to go to a traditional route of a, investigating a crime, getting a warrant. But they had over 700 from the time that Trump was <laughs> running to well, after he became president. 700. I mean, it- well, it, in fairness, it was special circumstances because Trump was literally Hitler. That's so, true. That's I mean, true. Special. What could be more special than that? It's funny. We're literally Hitler now, too. So what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep spending my, uh, my, uh, my Ponzi scheme Monopoly money. Spend it while you can. I mean, already well, Italy gotta, gotta... is telling people that aren't vaccinated they can't spend money or they can't get paid. The employers can't pay them <laughs> because they have the vaccine passport now. So, okay. So it, in Italy, if you work and you don't have the vaccine, your, your employer can't give you money. Yeah, I'm trying to find it right now. I, oh, yeah, here That's, we go. Makes sense. Unjabbed employees face large fines if they show up to work. Italy orders companies not to pay unvaccinated workers. Oh, well, that Italy sounds... is a super corrupt country. If anyone is not an expert in Europe... Italy is like one of the most corrupt countries of all time. It sounds I mean, it sounds reasonable to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> Anywhere where the Catholic Church is, let's be honest. Oh, <laughs> you know, there's some there's some stuff going on there. No question yeah, about for it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Allegedly. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I can't even imagine what we are going to have to talk about next week. Like we're really at that point where it's going to be crazy. I can't predict it, but it's going to happen because 2021. 2021. 
I guess that's it. I think we're done. I think we're done. Thank you, everyone, for uh, chatting and joining us. It's nice having a large group of people interacting with us. It was very lonely last time. Yeah. Uh, so if, if you... we get kicked, if we get kicked oh. off YouTube, guys, just so you know, I mean, you know, we'll we'll let you know where we're at, but we're gonna still be doing the show, of course, yeah. um, because they can't stop us. You can't stop us. I mean, right. there's no, what what can you do? You can't stop us. That's right. That's right. That post mill. All right, guys. Yeah, we're gonna if, be on Twitter. We don't. Who yeah. needs YouTube? We got Twitter. Gosh, I mean, is that what we're down to? Is Twitter? Is we're down to Twitter. <laughs> we need we're to get to Andrew Twitter. Torba to stop hating Jews and build a streaming service, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you stop doing so many Jew posts and uh, start making and if, a streaming what, service for us? What if he could only do one? I say pick the streaming service. If he could yes. only do one of the two. The streaming yeah. service. But if you could okay. do both, okay. If you could do both, go ahead and do both. <laughs> if you've got the time, uh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll we, talk to we you next missed week. You. God bless. We, we missed you, Matt. God bless you guys. <laughs> <laughs>